0: Yeah Yeah Yeah
1: This thing is taking off. Probably, make Chris. it, Chris.
2: Appreciate you, man. We're trying. We definitely trying We're trying to get out of here,
1: man. Because I, I I didn't know what it was gonna look like when when you got started. I didn't know what it was gonna look like. I knew it was gonna be successful, obviously, because Chris Chris is really talented, right? And yeah. you're a go you're a go getter. I know you my whole life, right, bro? But like, what what does the day to day look like for you? Like working with Chris? Um, every day, man, is
2: something there's different. That's different. different. That's kind of why, That's why I enjoy it. It's like. like it's definitely a lot of, a lot of paperwork. Like I do a ton of paperwork that I, I didn't think I would enjoy it, But honestly, it's like when I know that, you know, I'm reaching towards stuff that I'm reaching towards, I, I just do it like even even when I, you know, when we did progress first, like I was doing mad paperwork for that. But it was just like, whatever, like, it's fun. Like, um, and I, like, on a day to day basis, though, it's really just a lot of like, I'm in the studio with them, but not like I'm kind of on the periphery, like I'm not really I don't, obviously I don't make music like I'm not gonna like get up there and, and get on the mic and sing or whatever um, but I, I'll sit there and you know I'll, I'll if something sounds you know iffy or like I'm like yo that's off like I'm, I've been learning a lot about just different terms like music terminology um, like how to just conduct yourself in an engineer and then environment as like with the engineer in that environment you know like but the one thing that I know is like I, I just know all the numbers and stuff like that like I just if if somebody's in the thing, I know exactly how much they're getting paid, why they're getting paid, what they do. Like I know exactly when they're gonna leave. And I like I have to keep everything on the schedule. Um, so it's like I compare it a lot to being a point guard, bro. It's like it's the exact same thing to me. It's it's, it's just running the offense. That's I say it every day to Chris and, and him. I'll be like, yo, I'm just I'm just running the offense. Y'all doing, I'm gonna put y'all in position to make plays and y'all gotta make the plays. If y'all don't make the plays, it ain't on me. I'm trying to get 20 assists. Give me my 20 assists. So, so that's, that's just how it is, man. I mean, it's, it's exciting, bro. It's like, and then like, I, like I said, I just compare everything to basketball. So it's just, I, I try to enjoy it the same way I hoop.
1: That's a fact, bro. And, 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 growing up too, like, it was always, the mindset was always like, look, like obviously you wanted to, we wanted to hoop, but then it was like, all right, cool. Like I just don't want to be sitting behind the desktop from nine to five. Right. So how really? do I, how do I do that? How do I, how am I using my creative juices to, Put my energy somewhere where I know I don't have to be cooped up behind the desk. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? For oh, any 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 listeners, I'm cooped up behind the desk nine to five too. So <laughs> so there's that, but you know, some people it's not for them. So I, I respect it, but like th- that that is really dope how you were able to kind of like mm-hmm. reinvent mm-hmm. yourself. I talk I talk about that on the podcast all the time, like reinventing yourself. Like that's a big thing, and you were kind of able to do that. No, oh, um, bro. Really. Nah, bro, and I, I'm working from the present to to the past too that's, how, that's kind of the way i'm gonna approach this interview too because yes. it's, it's it's i don't even like calling them interviews they're more like sit downs yeah, you're mad, you're um fine. facts but bro tone what's up bro you you want to you hop in here
0: <laughs> oh i'm you know I already know what i'm doing this is the pre <laughs> this is the pre-recorded stuff that's going to be put onto the podcast before we started i was letting it get in i already pressed uh-huh. record so we straight uh-huh. i introduced the show you feel me we are uh-huh. back for another installment, another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. This is episode 65. We have here today a special guest, one of my boys. Greg known him for his whole life. He's doing a lot of big things right now. We're talking sports, music. We're going to touch on all of it. We have here with us today, Niall Godfrey. How are you doing? Thank you for hopping on with us.
2: Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate y'all hitting me up. Like, that meant a lot to me, Greg. And you know, I had to show up, bro. I had to show up for my guy, always. Hey, we appreciate
0: you for taking time out. Before we get into it, um, shout out to our listeners, shout out to the subscribers, shout out to the people that watch us on YouTube, the viewership, shout out to those that follow us on IG. If it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't be here. We keep growing and we got to show y'all love and thank y'all for doing that. Make sure. You already know for this episode, share it, like it, comment, that whole good stuff. But we're gonna get into it. How has everything been for you 2020 going to 2021? We're now in 2021. Happy New Year. What,
2: <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir.
0: what is your 2021 looking like for you? Like how's everything on going on your shirt?
2: Um, I mean it's it's going good. We got a lot of stuff lined up for this year. Um, as it just to, I mean, 2020 honestly just allowed us to like one of the blessings of COVID, like it was a terrible time for a lot of people, obviously, including, you know, some people that, myself and other people that I know, but um, it allowed me to really just take a step back from everything and just, just kind of lock in. Um, I didn't really have as much time to, to, you know, chase this as 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 much as I did during COVID. Like I never got that, that amount of time to just really sit down, be with Chris every day um, and really just get, get everything going um but it it was definitely a blessing in disguise for us because we were we were thinking you know 2020 we're like all right yeah we're just gonna you know try and get try and get on you know a tour or whatever that that past year like let's just do what we can do this year let's really blow your name up um and honestly like since since a lot of the bigger names didn't drop like you didn't see a drake drop you didn't see a j cole or kendrick opened the lane up for him it it honestly the game was wide open like it still is kind of wide open because COVID is still impacting these shows and and doing things like that but um we definitely just got time to really lock in like and that's that was the biggest part the biggest part of it it was just like we really I've never I haven't seen that level of focus like we we didn't achieve that level of focus honestly until everything got shut down we had nothing else to do it was just like because I always tell Chris it's just like to be a musician to be an artist you have to live your life you have to go out you have to experience things because you can't just be rapping about rapping like you can't just do that that's nobody likes you know people that do that um, so it was just covid really gave us a chance to like kind of not live like you, we weren't doing we wasn't experiencing the things that we were usually experiencing and that like on my end i'm just i handle a lot of the business stuff so that really i got everything that i didn't have in order in 2020 i ha- you know now have it in order because i got time to really slow down um, and now I'm seeing like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep comparing this to basketball because like the game is really slowing down for me now. Like I'm, I'm seeing things that I didn't see before. Um, I'm noticing little things like just off of, if somebody will call me and like within the first 10 seconds, I know exactly what, like what type of vibe they're trying to be on, what, like, if they're trying to basically get him to do something that is kind of exploitative, which is like, something that I completely avoid, or if it's just genuine. Um, and that's something that honestly a skill that I, I won't say I learned during COVID, but something that, that I enhanced um but yeah man it's 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 been good like 2021 is going to be a good one especially if things open back up um we got a few shows lined up for him a few different colleges he's going to be appearing at um but yeah we're just hoping the world opens back up just for not only just for you know our families and just life and everything but just so he can he can really get his name out there even more because you know that's that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to do and, and you know push the push the brain
0: well, that's something that's key. Like you said, you spent that time to lock in and focus. Um, a lot of people had the opportunity, but a lot of people didn't do that. Yeah. So that's kudos to you and Chris, your whole team for actually doing so. Like I saw, we, I'm pretty sure you've seen it too. It was a lot of different posts and quotes like, yo, if you haven't learned a new craft, mastered something, if you haven't figured out how to hustle in 2020, then it's just not in you. So if anything, like you said, is was enhanced anything that was in y'all was enhanced to another level which i think is dope because you just had to take advantage of it i mean going back to sports some people was in that bubble and Absolutely. that bubble rocked a lot of people
2: and they're acting up some of those dudes in there going crazy
1: uh, for oh, sure. And, and one thing or two i wanted to you know give the listeners some context too because we, we were mentioning Chris, but a lot of people, you know, people know Chris like by now. Mm-hmm. But um, we're talking about Chris Patrick, um, Niles' yeah. manager. Chris Patrick's insanely talented. Um, I don't even like calling him a rapper because I don't, I don't think that's really fair. Because yeah, you good, listen good, to, good. Wow. You listen, you listen to his stuff. It's not really, it's not really like he's just in a lane. He, he does a lot of different things, which is dope. Um, my comparison for him is kind of like a, a blend of of chance and j cole i don't know if you'd like that but i nah, you know, he would but love that bro. There's, there's, <laughs> chance, there's chance Lander out there so i don't know but hey, chance man, is man. tough um but chance and j cole that's kind of the mix i get so yeah like you know we'll, we'll add some of the music to the to the clips um you know at the yeah, end of yeah. this so that people can kind I of love. experience music but no but like yeah man like that i talked about reinventing yourself earlier on and a lot of people you know i want to get people the, the full picture like mm-hmm. you hooped that was that was what it was like that's what you were hooping doing first, right it's hooping first like that's what it was so um let's 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 go back here right I mean take us back to when you fell in love with the game of basketball right um and what that was like for you growing up um
2: uh, man it was I mean I fell in love like honestly as soon as I touched the rock when I was just a, a kid I was just man I was just love to go out with my friends and hoop um and honestly like I I was always hooping just to hoop I didn't understand that like in order to be good, you got to do this. This has to be your thing. You know, you have to, and that's no, just this, this dude, he's going, crazy. he's going crazy. So somebody, somebody just ran into a belly tweaking. um, But like, I, I I didn't really peep that, it, you know, you needed that hardware. You need that ethic. You need that drive in you to really go hard. And I honestly, I big, I give a, you know, big, big credit in that to, to who would you, Greg, like I going to the gym, going to YMCA and you and Tony, like going to the gym, going to the YMCA, you feel me like going to do those things and seeing other people chase that seeing other people that love the game just as much as me. And it was really working. Like I, I was like, all right, yo, I can't just be out here getting my butt kicked. Like this is, that ain't, that ain't how I'm going to go. Like I'm way too competitive for that. So it was just getting the gym and that was just, um, and it was fun. Like that was, that was the one thing overall. It was fun. I love to do it. Um, But I mean, like, I've been through a lot with the game of hoops. Um, It's put me honestly where I am today, I would say. Um, All the opportunities, a lot of the opportunities that have come in my life have come from basketball. Um, I'm a big proponent of like, don't let the game use you, use the game. And that's what, and and that was imparted on me from a young age. And I just tried to do that to the best of my ability. Like even because there came a time where I had to realize, oh, I ain't going to the league. Like. Um, but what was I going to do, you know, outside of that to, to, you know, and, and honestly, not even just outside of that, because I still definitely, like, I love basketball. I want to be around it for my entire life. I never want to leave the game. Um, but just other things that, you know, enhance and, and include my competitive drive as much as basketball did. Um, and still does to this day. I was outside hooping earlier, Um, but for the first time in a minute, Greg, I'm not as good as I used to be. I'm, I'm low key wise. Um, but that's okay. I can still dunk and we good. Um but yeah, man, I I fell in love with it for, like when I was as soon as I touched the ball, man, that was my thing. Um, that in baseball, but as soon as I baseball dropped, it was hooper. I would, I just love hoops. And even when I played baseball, I considered myself mainly a basketball player. Um but yeah, man, I just that's just how the game went for me. I just loved it.
1: No man, I I obviously know the story from, yeah. from start <laughs> start to finish, because oh yeah. I, I, I was there. For all of it, really, for, for almost all, for all of it, man. So, I mean, it, it's so crazy. We talk about, you know, playing basketball, playing competitively, going to the YMCA every single every day. It was every day. Okay. <laughs> it was every day we were working out. And um, obviously, Tone came to the picture, too, and was working with us and everything like that. So it's crazy how things come full circle. One thing I want to talk about, too, is your time specifically in high school, playing high school basketball, because there's a lot of high school hoopers, that do listen to the podcast that do check out the clips yeah. and um you know you went to Seton Hall Prep right yeah. you know perhaps a, a big time it's a, it's a big time program I think it classifies yeah. as a big time program especially in the state
2: definitely. um
1: so what was your experience there and you know, what did you learn playing basketball at Seton Hall Prep
2: um all right so yeah my experience at Seton Hall Prep was definitely I'll say I'll say this to start it was I had a great time um it was fun. There was a lot of, there was ups and downs, like in anybody's, you know, hoops career. Um, but more than all, I just tried to emphasize fun. And because honestly, like I got to, so I started freshman year, I was on the freshman team. I had expectations to be on JV or whatever, you know, how people gas that up. You gotta be on JV or freshman year. You don't. JV is JV. It's not varsity. They're both the same. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I was, you know, I took, I took offense to that. So it was, it was more so like, I just had to, I was like, okay, if they're not gonna put me on this team this year, I'm next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do what I can to, to either get on as varsity as a sophomore or JV as and, and I'm starting. I'm scoring 20 a game type. I'm I wanted to be that guy, um, but everybody wants to be that guy. And you and I feel like a lot of hoopers don't understand that you all can't be KD. You all can't be Kyrie. Like can't no. There's a Karis. You feel me? There's a There's a reason. Jared Allen if they lose Jared Allen, they're nothing because he is a X factor that you have to be, those guys are more important than sometimes the stars are. Um, and people don't realize that. And in high school, that was when I really learned like this game is a real team game. Cause I was really focused on just, I wanted to go to high school. I wanted to average 20. I wanted to average like on 50% shooting. I'm shooting 50 shots a game. I wanted to be that kind of player. But it was when I got there, I was like, yeah, I'm a point guard. Like what am I doing trying to be, you know, like I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the AI build where I could just go score crazy. I was more so a, I like to get my guys involved type of person. So it was, and I learned that in high school that I had to do that. And I did that at the highest level in order to get on the court. Um, And even if you did that at the highest level, I know some dudes do it at an extreme high level and don't get on the court. But to me, it was just, you got to take that. I took offense to it. Honestly, I was pissed. I was like, if y'all not going to play me, then I'm going to go crazy every day. I'm going to go at you and practice every single day. I'm going to make you feel it. When you are on the court, you are going to know, yo, I am not better than the dude behind me. Like, it's crazy. I, like if I make a mistake, he coming in, like I wanted, I wanted every single person that ever started over me or had any position over me to feel that in their heart and know in their heart, you not being not it. like, it's just not going to happen. Um, and I just it, like, you know, Jordan said the whole, like I took it personal. Like all that stuff like it, a lot of people take a lot of stuff personal and it, it, it makes them quit and like I went through that sometimes like I went through the, the nights like I didn't want to hoop no more like it was it was like this is this game is taking more from me than it's given me um and that's the case honestly for most hoopers like that the game takes a lot and don't give a lot back for most dudes um and that's the one thing that a lot of people really you got to get that through your head early and I And sadly, I got it forced through my head early because I I was in a position where I felt that I was better than the guys ahead of me. I wasn't playing a lot. Um, And I felt that it was honestly like to me, it was it was like and there's no disrespect to my former high school teammates. But to me, it was obvious. It was like every single day we had this little one on one drill in practice. I was killing dudes. It was it was one jab step. I'm going right to the cup. It was nothing you could do about it. Like I was right there. Um, and even sometimes i like, if I was hot, I was shooting threes. I was doing the things that I thought were going to get me on the court. Um, but, you know, it didn't work out that way. And so I, I just turned my focus to what I knew was going to get me on the court, which was defense. I knew that at the end of the day, if I can guard the best player on the court, I'm going to get in the game, whether it's 10 minutes, five minutes, or I'm playing the whole time. Um, and that's really what I turned my focus towards. Even just in high school, I was like, I'm just going to become the best defender I possibly can. And that came with a lot of work. Like me, Greg, and Kenny played one on one every day. I I tried to be the best defender I could be every single day. Like Greg is super crafty. I had to learn, yo, he's about to hit this floater. If he don't do the floater, he's hitting a step back and I'm done. I cannot be cooked by that. So you have to be in position to be ready. Kenny, strong ox. He's going to bully you to the cup if you don't put up your put your chest in and really dig in. And it's like, I had to learn those things from a, you know. I had to learn that. And I, I dedicated myself to that. And, and a lot of that just became, a well, of that just came from like, I was pissed. I was just mad. Like I, that was just being mad. is a great, honestly, if you're playing, if you want to be get great at defense starting off angry is a great starting point to start at. Cause you are, you're just not going to want somebody to score and it'll start with you fouling them all the time, but it'll start with, it'll end with, all right, yo, I know angles. If I guard him on this hand or this hand, he can, he can't do certain things that he wants to do. Um, and I just, I started to enjoy making, uh, making other people mad. Cause I was so angry. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make y'all as frustrated as I feel right now. And that was really my goal uh, just and but in, in high school, man, it was, it was hard. Like I got to my senior year. Um, and that was the first, honestly the first taste I got of real playing time. Like my, I made it to, I had even sophomore year, like I had made it to, I was playing, not even playing varsity, but I was practicing with varsity. I was going to the game, sitting on the bench, you know, riding the, like thinking I'm thinking I'm that boy because I'm a sophomore on varsity that's riding the pine, but I'm like nobody else. You know, it's, it's me and one of the sophomores. So I'm like, you know, I, I must be something. Um, I get to junior year. There's guys ahead of me. I didn't play that year. Um, and then senior year, I get to it and I'm like, and by that time I quit baseball. So it's like, I, I wanted to play in college. Like the one thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to hoop in college. And it was like, whatever I got to do to hoop in college this year, I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to go to every camp. I'm going to go to every single workout. Even when the camps got the little 6 a.m. workouts, they're like, early bird guys. Come, I was at them every single time. I never missed one because I wanted a chance. I wanted people to know that, yo, even if you thought my game wasn't, you know, NBA level, D1 level, whatever, you knew I was going to work. Like, I wanted that to shine over all my, all my skills. Like, I just wanted to, I wanted you to know that, like, every single time I'm on the court, I'm outworking Like I used to, when I was playing with Greg at the Y, I used to always yell, y'all not outworking on the court. I'd be like, y'all not working harder than me. Like I would be yelling this because I wanted y'all to know like, yo, you're not, one thing you can score 30, but I'm going to make you work as hard as you possibly can to get that 30. You're going to be done. Like you're not going to want to run another one with me. That's, and that's how it's coming. So that's, that's really what my mentality was. And I mean, I, I take that to my everyday life. Like I just, you're not going to outwork me. That's just how I, how I chose to be honestly built. I didn't start off this way. I just, I chose, I was like, look, I see my favorite player and my favorite player of all time is Allen Iverson. No one worked harder than him on the court. There's multiple clips of the ball being way farther away from him than it is from everybody else and him getting it and laying it up because he wanted it more. And that was just, that's just how I decided to approach the game. And D-Wade too. D-Wade is another one of my favorite players. It's just I had to approach it like them. I, I, I didn't have, you know, all the tools that they necessarily had in their bag, but I know the one thing that we all have is a choice to work. And I, I took that choice.
0: Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Straight like that. Something that yep. you said that I want to touch on. Um, you went to your senior year, which means you stayed all four years at Seton Hall Prep. I'm mm-hmm. sure you see it. Greg sees it all the time, being in the AAU circuit. Kids transfer two days into freshman year when they're not playing, you decided to stay all four years. Mm -hmm. What was your motivation? What was your mindset in actually staying? And did it ever cross your mind to be like, yo, you know, I'm a transfer, I'm gonna go somewhere, get some playing time, did that ever cross your mind?
2: Definitely. Um, There were some times where I I was telling my parents that like, I was like, "Yo, I don't, see how prep may not be the place for me. maybe I should go somewhere else maybe these, this coach will see my talent like I had a few coaches you know trying to on the low be like yo you should come here you'll play like but it was honestly I kind of had lost trust in coaching because it was like I same like eighth grade and seen hall prep like I I was told by a senior hall prep JV coach my eighth grade year yo you're come here like you're on JV for sure you're gonna start like you're gonna do all this you're gonna be this you have the potential to do this and then third, and none of that came to fruition like, none of it. Um, so I can, it, I had to learn the hard way, man. It was just like, you know, and, and just off the transfer thing, I, I I wanted to transfer, but in the back of my head, I really, really wanted to earn my keep at that school. Because it was, I, I wanted to show people that, like, because I, I come from South Orange, so people were like, yo, why didn't you go to Columbia? Like, you ain't going to play at Seton Hall Prayer, blah, blah, blah. I heard all that talking in the back of my head and it stayed in the back of my head all the time. So it was like, I wanted I wanted to prove everybody wrong. I wanted to play. Um, and I wanted to not only play, but play for Seton Hall Prep. Like I wanted to play for that institution. I wanted to show people that like, they in the games at Keene and, and all these crazy showcases. I wanted to be the guy on the court wearing number 11. I wanted to start, I wanted to do all those things to show people like, yo, I, I did this. Like y'all told me I couldn't and all I did was work and I did it. Um, I, it didn't work out, you know, the perfect, the picture perfect way that you always wanted to work out. Like I never even started a senior prep. I started probably two games in my senior year, um, but it was just, I just always had that in my head. I, I always wanted to, I always wanted to prove myself. Like that was one thing I will always do. If somebody's doubting me, I'm going to go and do the thing that you doubt and I can't do. Like I'm a, I'm the type of dude, like you won't, I'm going to go do it right in front of your face. Just cause you told me I couldn't. Um, and now like, even, even the see, even the reason I chose senior prep was, Honestly, and I'm going to call this dude out right now, Coach Fischetti at Columbia High School told me to my face in the eighth grade was like, yo, you're not – you want to go to no Prep? You're not going to make the baseball team or there." And I was playing – so I was playing baseball at the time. And I was like, okay. And I made the team. And then I literally quit because I was like, I got nothing else to prove in this sport. I told y'all that I was going to do it. Like I, I played against Columbia that year in my freshman year in baseball. I struck out the whole team. Like I'm, like I'm, And I was there. I had a great day. And I was just like – at the end of the game, like – Shady came up to me, good game. And I didn't even shake his hand. And my coach got mad at me for that. But I was like, I'm not like, come on, dog. Like, you, you know how it is between us. Like, you you told me to my face, I'm not here. And the, but, but if I went to your school, I would have been on varsity. Like, come on, idiot. Like, don't make, that do not make no sense. Um, but, you know, that's I really just, you know, I, I based a lot of my work on a lot. I just took a lot of stuff to personally. Like, back then, I was taking a, a lot of stuff that things were said. I was taking it to my head. I was storing it in my head. And every single day I went on the court, on the field, even went to school, I was like, I'm going to do everything that they said I couldn't do. Um, And I, man, I I wanted all that. I wanted every single accolade that I could possibly get just to show people like, I didn't even want it. I didn't even want these things for the right reasons. Honestly, I didn't. Like, I I can know that now that I did not want these things for the right reasons, but I wanted them nonetheless. And I worked, I mean, I worked my butt off. So that's the one thing that. Um, I can take away from that whole process, you know. Even since I didn't transfer, it, you know, and things didn't work out the way that a lot of kids think that they'll work out if they transfer. Because a lot of kids think that I transfer is going to be easy. Like, no, it ain't. Because, like, that's not how it goes. Like, these coaches will tell you one thing to your face, tell you, yo, you the you the greatest thing, you about to be the next James Harden. You, they will tell you all of that, and see you in practice that next day and tell you, you suck. Like, that's how it goes. If you don't understand that, you're not built to hoop. Like, And if you don't take that and really, you know, do something with that, if you're not going to work 10 times harder because this dude just told you, you sucked, you shouldn't be there. Like, and that's how I, and I just always wanted to belong. man. like, Seton Hall Prep was a place that people, It's it was a powerhouse for hoops. Like it still is like pretty good for hoops. And, and back then they had dudes, Dallas Anglin, like they had, you know, like um, Sterling Gibbs. Like I played with Temple Gibbs. Like that was my backcourt mate. So it was like, I, and even him, I was like, bro, I don't care. I'm about to kill you. Like that, that was my thing. I just, a lot of kids will look, a lot of my teammates looked at him and was like, oh, he's, you know, he's the Gibbs. He's about to go D one. He's doing all this. And yes, he was a great player. Still is a great player. Um, but I didn't care. And And a lot of people, I used to tell a lot of kids just even back then I was telling my teammates like, yo, y'all got to stop caring about this dude. Like y'all have to, like, I know he's your teammate. know he's your boy, but y'all have to stop caring that he's Temple Gibbs. Because if you don't, he's going to look at you the same way. Like he would do things in practice, bro. He would come down to court and pull from half court. I saw him do it before LaMelo ball. Like he would pull from half and like, he would point, like I seen him point at the line and be like, I, you think I won't shoot from here and pull it and make it like I, I've seen him do things like that because he had the confidence in his head that couldn't nobody mess with him. So what do you think you could do if you had that same confidence? Um, and that's just, you know, what I tried to get. I mean, I learned a lot from that, from that terrible, like sometimes it was a terrible experience. Sometimes i seen all prep, but other times it was great. Um, but I learned a lot from the terrible times. And I took a lot from those terrible times. Everything that I got that made it great came from that terrible time, honestly. No,
1: <laughs> you were talking about, um, about wanting it for all the wrong reasons. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yo, I think that's why we got along so well too. Outside of being, obviously being, you know, best friends our whole lives. But like, yeah. that's, that, that's part of it though. I, I was I was the same way. I was <laughs> wired the same way. Like I wanted it for all the wrong reasons growing up because it was just because people said I couldn't do it. Now, I, I mm-hmm. you and I love basketball. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say that. But like, it was just, the motivation at that time was, hey, I'm every time I get on the court, They don't think that I can, I can,
2: I can kill motivation. I'm going to go out there.
1: there. (laughs) Right. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kill them at all costs. And one thing I realized too, is when that, when that goes away and you finally get out of that headspace and you're having fun, that's when you really start getting better. That's when you really start to achieve whatever you can actually, whatever you think, whatever you, whatever you're having a hard time with when you were in the headspace of all, well, you know, I'm, you know, they said I couldn't do it. Like when you start having fun with it, I promise you the game gets 10 times easier. Everything slows down you're not stressed out anymore you're just playing the game you love to play and it all clicks everything starts to
2: happen out there and and a lot of things that the one thing that i i don't think kids put enough stock into is your coach um you got to have a relationship with your coach like you have to it's it's there's because if you do there's things that you can do on the court that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do if this person didn't know you if this person didn't know you were putting in this work if this person you know didn't just didn't have the same familiarity with you as he does with the person that's that's about to come in for you if you shoot this bad shot um and I honestly didn't know that I was I was one of those kids that was like forget my coach what's he gonna do well he his only thing is to put me in the game just put me in the game and I'll do what I need to do but you got to know that even if you don't like this person or whatever fake it till you make it do something like do something because you have to you have to have a relationship with your coach it's 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 really, really important because, and, and if you do, they'll help you. Like, even if it's, even if it's not the greatest coach they will help you in some way and whether it's giving you the confidence that you may necessarily not deserve at that point, but they're giving it to you. Um, or just, you know, giving you some good advice. Cause I, I, the one thing I didn't in high school, especially I didn't take enough advantage of was the fact that my coaches were very knowledgeable about the game. Um, to, and it was because they weren't putting me in, so I was like, "There's no way they could be knowledgeable about the game, because if they were, they'd put me in the game." Like that, thats how I thought about it. But at the end of the day, they know these—they know how—they know how it goes. They know these X's and O's like the back of their hand. They study this. This is their literal See, jobs. Um, and you got all you know, got
1: teenagers running the Princeton offense. Those guys know basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, like those guys know basketball, and that—that's and that, part of it too. You, you are coming up, going into season all prep. You were a guy who was to like, go get a bucket. That yeah. was the game. That was the, that was it, right? right? Like, right. and then you were, you go to a school. That's the exact opposite of everything that you are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's reality of it. Like it's a yeah. system. We didn't know that at exactly. the time. We knew yes. nothing, right? It, there was, but they, they really ran their program and still run their program to, like, like a, like a college program. Like a, like a, I won't say NBA, but in the sense where like they're running a system and they got one guy who, all right, you're you're getting the shot. You're you're you take 20 shots, I'm good with it. Everybody else, you have a job. Yeah. Don't do anything else.
2: And there were there were um moments even when the guy, like when I was there, the guy was temple. So mm-hmm. there were moments where coaches would our coaches would tell us, yo, we're gonna run this play, but we're gonna run this play to this exact point. And once we get here, TJ, kill this dude. Like it, it was, it was like that. And you had to learn, like that was. See so, you no know, prep like the one thing I will give them credit for in terms it raised my basketball IQ like crazy. I had to learn things that I had no idea. Of. Like when I was in 8th grade, like my my middle school coaches, my middle school team, we were nuts. We won every single game. We ain't get we ain't run plays. Like we ain't run none of that. It was just go score and beat this team by 50. Like and press. That's like the one thing I knew was 2-2-1 two, two, press and how to play man defense. Other than that uh, and and the and the motion offense that we all learned, the passing screen away. Like we all learned that, you know. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I knew nothing about, you know, the, the ins and outs of the game and scene hall prep really, really taught me that because I I knew if I didn't know it, I was, I was going to get benched. I was like, I did everything to, you know, play. And I like, we, we didn't have a playbook, but if there was one, I would have read it every day. Um, I used to, like, I would do stuff like, I still have my notebook in the room. I would write down the plays when I got home from school instead of doing my homework. I was like, I'm just going to write down these plays. I don't recommend that for you high school hoopers Do do your homework first. But um, I was one, I just didn't, I was, I, I was so locked in. I wanted to really show these people that I could do this. Um, and it took a while. Like I, if you don't come from that kind of system, if you don't come from running these plays, doing all this, it's a, it's an adjustment. Like I'm a, like Greg said, I'm an up and down type of player. I'm fast. I like to get up and get down. I like to do fast breaks. Um, and that's just, wasn't seeing how preps, at all style at all it's to this day they run like i'll go to see no prep game and i know the plays because yep. they've been running the same offense for 20 years and these I
1: don't and, for, the and for context for all the listeners seton hall by far has the deepest team in the state they run their varsity team run at least 16 dudes out there on the bench it's ridiculous like they got their freshmen sitting on the bench and they're dressed they're dressed so when you talk about talk about being there as a sophomore it's a lot of that going on it's a lot of they have it's all posturing they got a ton of that going on under the, the sideline and i'm not sure what the logic is behind it i don't i don't get it frankly i think it's yeah, kind of stupid
2: they but i like have 16. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. It, but i saw a lot of that i saw that when ruben played them uh when american christian played them a couple years ago or a year ago actually yeah yeah, Yeah, right they had mad Dudes in the bench yep. but man like they run their system to a t they run their defensive game plans to a T. There are a lot of things that you took from your experience there that helped you long term. and We couldn't see it. Yeah. We couldn't see it. I, you know, shout, Maybe your, your dad saw the value in it. Your no, dad definitely. obviously saw the value yeah. in it, right? Because as upset me, as honestly. he was, he, he kept, yeah, kept yeah. you grounded. You know, and he didn't
2: um, no prep. Honestly, he, he didn't. He didn't even want me to go see no prep in, out of high school. But I mean, out of uh out of middle school. But it was like. Once I, once I took that, just made that decision to go, um, he was like, yo, you're locked in. You, you're going to do this. Like, you're going to, and and that's what, that was a huge motivation for me was that my dad had my back. He was like, yo, let's let's just, let's do this. Let's ride this out. Let's really, you know, just work as hard as you can. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And at that point, we're all like, you know, everything is optimism. So it's like, I just, it's going to work out. There is no, if it doesn't. Um, but you end up working so hard that you work yourself into an opportunity that you couldn't even imagine. And that's mm-hmm. what I did
1: hmm Yeah. And and the opportunity you couldn't imagine what I, I think anyways was AAU. I feel yeah. like it, it clicked right there because right. being in the AAU circuit now, I've gotten to see how important that is, which is something I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> back then, I was just working my way into a brick wall. That's all <laughs> I was doing back then, but now AAU is so crucial. So tell me a little bit about you playing AAU. You played a ton of AAU, but yeah. you know, I'll let you tell the story right. about how that came about and
2: developed oh, um yeah i've been playing AU. i played AU pretty much all my life um i started with uh faces um rj cole legend in jersey um his son's actually at rj is at uconn right now killing he's a dude's a dog um but i started there then i went to uh let me see let me see where i go actually it was just funny because i ended at wayne pal but i started i went to wayne pal left went to the team car crusaders um and that, like, another Jersey program with some legends that went through there, like Tyler Roberson, um, like, a, a couple dudes. I'm, I'm missing a few because it's a bunch of dogs that went through there. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went through. And Crusaders was honestly the first taste, real taste I got at AU. It was, we started traveling. I was going to, like, Maryland Invitational, like, a Rumble in the Bronx. And I was really seeing, like, yo, this game is nationwide. Like, really worldwide. Like, I was like, wow. Like, we got – I'm sitting here. It's, um, I mean, the the biggest example of like the game being worldwide that I came into contact with when I wasn't even in the game um, was so after my crusaders days, I went to Wayne Powell again, because good travel team. And uh, me and Kenny both played for them and I'm on the sideline and Kenny's in the, Kenny's in the game, his team's in the game. And they're playing against Don maker. And I'm like, Yo, that's Don. Like in high school, he's was, he was, was like he was a celebrity to me. I'm like, yo, that is, even though he's my age, I was like, nah, he's a dog. That is Don Maker. Like this man is crazy, seven feet in all. Like him and his him and his uh cousin and the other one, Mature Maker, who just went to Hampton or Howard, I think. Yeah, um, Howard. Yeah, um, they was all three of them on the court, and I'm watching, and I'm like, yo, this game is really crazy, like. I'm watching like Kenny go up, lay him. I'm like, I'm in the crowd, yelling like, "Let's go!" Let's, but I, then Don gets the Don gets the ball right out the inbound, goes up th- four dribbles down the court because he's not one, two, three, four dunk. I'm like, all right, yeah, I see what I see. What we working with? I see what you know the talent I'm working against clearly is is ridiculous. Then they had this one guard, and I don't I don't know where he is, but he must be a division I, must have been a division one player. Six two, this man, I saw him get a steal. Take like one dribble, windmill it. I'm like, I wasn't even like at, at this point in my career, I was, I think I caught my first dunk at the YMCA. I'm like, you know, two end. I'm like, yeah, I got this. You know, he I seen a windmill. I'm like, what is going on? Like, yeah, yo, yeah, what what do I have? And this team was from Canada. So I'm like, yo, yeah, what do I have to do, you know, to to get to that level? But it was honestly, it was a lot of the stuff was like ain't nothing you could do to get to thon Maker's height. So um <laughs> So I mean, that was the, you know, the AAU circuit was a a big wake up call for me, especially when as I got older, I I started to see the talent that was, you know, I was up against. I was like, I think every, I played against Tyler Dorsey, like twice. I mean, once every other weekend, like, and he's a dude that's in the league now. Like there's a bunch of dudes that I came with, like Bam out of bio I played against him. Like there's dudes that I can't, and I didn't even know who he was until now he's on my favorite team. And like. I'm a heat fan so now he's on my like now he's one of the guys and um guys just like that you know it i i took the i took those opportunities for granted honestly um because part of it was me not knowing you know what these kids would be and honestly part of it was me not caring um but hey you got got me to see how tough these dudes really are like one one uh, story i always tell two story I'm gonna tell two of them that both ended up me with me getting embarrassed i'm gonna I'm in a game, and um, I'm playing against Jalen Brunson. And I had known who he was because my teammates were kind of just like, "Yo, it's Jalen Brunson, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, And I had to guard him. So I'm like, yo, y'all cannot be talking this to me right now because, like, I have to go guard this kid. Um, and I did a pretty good job, honestly. Like, I don't know how much he scored, but he didn't score that much. Um, but I'll give it to him. He got one thing on me. He, so we're – and I used to never box out. Box out. Please, yo, if I'm if I can impart one thing on you as a guard, as if people listening, box out. It will you will get boards. You will catch the ball. You can go on fast breaks. You can do a lot with boxing out. And best part, your coach will not yell at you. Box out. It's really simple. Um, but one thing I did not do was box out. Um, I was just I was just a jumper. I was like, I could jump high, so I was gonna go up there with anybody. Not Jalen Brunson, though. I go do the same thing. He shoots the three. This is his own shot. Dude's ridiculous. He shot a three, knew it was off. I go, he like he yells off. So I'm I turn immediately. I'm going to get the ball. I go jump. He puts it back. On my head. I was like, yo, what is going on? Like, like my coach was like, you, and my coaches looked at me laughing, like, this is what you get for not boxing out. Like, and that's a fact. But I I never forget it. I saw this dude. I look up, his knee is right there. I'm like, oh, all right. That's tough. Now you you got that and and then I peep is forty scouts in it in the stands. I'm like you know, clearly they're here for him. <laughs> um, and Jay Wright was one of this, those dudes, and he ended up going to Villanova. So it was like you know I I learned from a from that point on, box out. And the other thing that I learned was just this game is you really got to be one of them ones, and if you're not, you got to work harder than them. Because um, Jalen Brunson, a dude like that, he probably had put up like. 100 shots after the game just on or was doing push-ups or something extra that a lot of kids don't do he clearly did because to get where he is now he's only 6'1 he's not this big presence or nothing like that he's just very skilled and very good at what he does and he's a and the one thing he does better than most people that I know even the NBA is play his role that dude is like if Luca has the ball or Luca doesn't have the ball Jalen will get him the ball like or if Luca is out and they need somebody to run the offense, Jalen is running the offense. He's going to get the ball to Kristaps. He's gonna get the ball to Max Kleber. He's gonna get the ball to all these other dudes. Because if he doesn't, he has no value. And a lot of people gotta understand, you ain't like I said earlier, you ain't you ain't always the guy. And there's not two Lucas. Like and there never will be. Let me say that. It's a one and one player. He's nasty. But yeah. Um but yeah, I mean the, the A-U circuit was crazy, man. It was crazy. Quick question
0: for, for our listeners. So you got all this IQ. You learned so much at Seton Hall Prep. You had the AAU experience playing against, obviously you didn't know this now, but now NBA players. Did you end up playing college ball? Did you have that opportunity? What was that process like for you?
2: Yeah, so, so I ended up playing college basketball, D3 college ball at Oberlin um, in Ohio. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I loved every second of it, honestly. It was a lot of stress. But I loved the game. It was that was that was really when I I was just grateful, man. Like I, I didn't think, especially coming from where I came from, a scene hall prep. I didn't play much. Um, it wasn't like when scouts came to the games, they were looking at me. Um, and when they did, like my coach, like one time, my coach literally benched me when a scout was in the in the gym for me. But it was like, I ain't gonna talk about that. Oh god, okay.
0: happened to me too. Happened to me too.
2: Life crazy, man. These coaches nuts. Um, but yeah, not, when, when I went to Oberlin, it was, I used it as a reset. I was far from everybody. I was in Ohio. I didn't know, I would never been in Ohio prior to that. Um, I was in the sticks, man. It's just, you know, there's nothing out there except farms and basketball courts. And I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this. I, I just chose to, to really lock in. And I, I found, I found a, a new love because I kind of, I kind of like going into my freshman year of college, I was like, I was in and out of just loving the work. I was working hard, but I was in and out of loving working hard. Um, and that was when I, once I got there, I, I really fell in love with working hard. Like I, I really started loving the process. I started to love like noticing, yo, my right hand is getting better. I can just go right now. Like I don't have to, I'm a lefty. So I was like, yo, I can, I can just, I don't have to, if this dude cuts off my left, I'm going to just kill him, give him 30 with my right hand. That's fine. Um, and I just, those little things I started to love seeing, like, yo, my jumper's getting smoother. Yo, my jumper's getting quicker. Yo, I can do a step back three on, you know, off this, off uh, a pick and roll. Like, oh, I can do this read. I just started to really love those things. Um, And that's, I feel like that's, those are the best players. When you fell, once you fall in love with the work, the dudes that love the work are always the best guys. Um, There's, there's even, no matter how naturally gifted you are, if you don't fall in love with the process, it's, it's hard to be great. It's really hard. And I learned and fell in love with the process there. Cause just, cause I noticed, and honestly it took me seeing a lot of dudes around me. Like they, I know it's like, yo, this dude loves lifting weights. Like, yo, this dude loved getting on the gun. I was like, why can't I do that? And so the gun became my best friend. Um, like I've like, we have like school records for the gun or whatever. Like I was in that gun on that gun every single day shooting a thousand plus shots. In the morning, then I would go to I would shoot them in the morning, go to practice in the morning, come back, go to class, go back to the gym, shoot a thousand more shots, practice again, go back to the gun, shoot thousand more shots. So I was putting up like at a time. There was a time where I was literally putting up like a couple thousand shots a day, and and that's not including like we got a lot of a lot of skill work in in practice. We had a lot of mandatory workouts, and I was going all those as well, but. I just really started to fall in love with getting better. I was like, I want to see how good I can get at this game. Um, and it, it, that became my new challenge as opposed to, you know, that was kind of when I got out of the, I'm going to prove this person wrong more into the like, yo, I want to see how good I can get. Like if if I got this good in high school, there's no telling where I could go right now with this, with this game. And that's, that's just how I, I mean, you know, that's, that's how my approach changed going into college. Um, and that's, and I got, I was blessed enough to do it. Like I was, I didn't, at the time I was pissed that it wasn't D1. I definitely was just because I thought I deserved that. Um, but I learned to really appreciate the fact that if you look at statistics, 1% of all college hoopers going to play basketball, College ball I mean, 1% of all high school hoopers going to play college ball. And I was happy to be in that 1%. I was just grateful. I was happy every single opportunity because um, I've known dudes that, were better than me they got hurt and lost their chance um so i wanted to to do everything in my power to make sure i took advantage of the fact that yo i'm i'm out in ohio there's no distractions um let me just let me just go crazy like that's and that's how i chose to approach it and and i'll say for the for the most part um it worked out there were times where i was frustrated even even freshman year relax there ain't nobody here Um, but there were times during freshman year in in college where I was not getting much playing time. Like I I came into the year, which is funny. I came into my freshman year starting um, the first couple games. And then I honestly just wasn't playing well enough. I wasn't playing up to my, to my own standards really. I I mean, I thought I was playing well enough to start because dude behind me wasn't doing that, but that's another story. Um, But I I wasn't playing well enough um, in my own right. And, I had to just, from that point, my freshman year, I didn't really play a ton. And that's, that's again, where I really learned the importance of defense and coaches will tell you, which is funny, like a lot of kids don't listen. Coaches will literally say, yo, if you play defense, you're going to play. And a lot of kids don't listen because they want to be, you know, they want to be him. They want to be that guy. Um, But there is nothing wrong with being a first team, all conference defender. I will tell you that with firsthand experience, there is nothing wrong with it. Um, because you get the same accolades and your team starts to realize that, yeah, we need this dude just as much as we need the star, because if he ain't locking up the other team star, we done. Um, and I, you know, that's, that's really where the work came in again. Like I, I'm probably the only dude in America that would go to the gym in my free time. And like at D3 basketball, I was probably the only dude going in on my free time and doing defensive slides. Like I would just sit there and do 30 minutes of defensive slides. I wanted to be the most conditioned. I wanted to be, I wanted it to, again, I wanted to know that I wanted everybody to know you're not outworking me. Like there's not a chance, regardless of if you hit me with a great move. Cause that happens. If you're a great defender, you get hit with great moves all the time. You're going to get hit up. You're going to get dunked on. You're going to get all those bad things that are embarrassing. You Somebody's gonna make you fall all that. Um, but it's about who gets back up and who's going to outwork you at the end. Who's going to outwork who at the end of the day. And I, I knew that. Um, I, and I, I learned that from really just just playing the game and seeing seeing different people where, where wherever it was at the YMCA, which is honestly I give my most credit just to my most of my basketball development to that time at the YMCA because um, that was really where I learned to like that dog mentality, like yo, I'm just gonna come out here and try to kill everyone and everybody, and I, and I knew the people across from me, Tonyo, you, Greg. I knew y'all was going to try and kill me. So I was like, I can't be out here drowning. like, And that's where I, that's really where I, you know, I, I learned that. And I took that, like, I'm like, all right, yo, I'm just going to take this to everywhere I go now, because if same rules apply, man, basketball is basketball. I'll always say that D3, D1, NAIA, basketball is basketball. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. Like I, like I said, I played against Bam and Jalen Brunson. The best player I ever played against was in D3. Um, and his name was Marcus Dempsey. There's not a there's not a dude that I ever played against that I think is better than him. Um, and that's just it's just opportunity The dude lived out in the sticks in Ohio his whole life. Ain't no, like Coach Callen going out there, you know, and and these and these kids get missed all the time. And John Morant was half a second away from getting missed. If his coach if that dude didn't go get that snack, John Morant, we don't know who that is. And that's sad. You know, like John Morant is one of the best point guards in a couple of years. In my opinion, I think he's gonna be the best point guard in the NBA until He's not going to be until Steph relaxes because Steph needs to chill. That man is ridiculous. Um, but, but Ja is, is one of those dudes, man. And, and if he didn't, if that dude didn't, like I said, if he didn't go get that snack, man, we wouldn't know who John ja Moran is. And that's just a sad reality that we face. So, I, and that's one thing again that led me to taking it, not taking the opportunity for granted. I was like, regardless of whether I'm in Ohio or California, I'm playing college basketball. I was super thankful, I was super grateful for it. Greg knows I didn't want to go at, to Oberlin at a certain point. I was like, F this, this is D3. I ain't, I'm better than this, blah, blah. But it was like, I had to learn to, to take it seriously, man. I had to learn to, and you learn quick. Cause when a D3 dude kicks your butt, you, you like, yo, that D3 dude just kicked my butt. <laughs> like you, And you learn it quick. And if you don't like getting your butt kicked, like most people don't, you'll, you'll learn to really change that quick. You'll learn to change that mentality real fast. And especially when you see dudes like Duncan Robinson, who I literally had a scrimmage against in in my freshman year of Division three, you see. And first off, he didn't belong at D three to start off. Let me just say that dude was six seven, and he could he could shoot. I'm
1: saying like what? Like, it, six, it was, who missed who missed him? Bro? I, yeah,
2: and that that confuses me to this day. A lot I don't of know people. who missed him. Um, his six, freshman seven, year, seven. he got D three Player of the Year. That is the only time that's ever happened. I've <laughs> I personally he was an
1: anomaly. People people hear that yeah. story and they go, they, they, it's like it's like a um it's like a battle cry for them. They're like, yo, you see that he, they missed him. Nah, bro. Like it was always crazy with him. He was always a really great yeah. player. It was just like he just he, missed him.
2: He's not really like the Jaw story. Like Jaw got significantly no. better once he got to college. Yeah. Duncan was just as good as he was at Michigan his freshman year at D3. He was very, very good. He knew how to. Like, I've never seen a dude manipulate an off-the-ball screen the way Duncan Robinson used to – and still does to this day manipulate an off-the-ball screen. And the fact – and the reason he could do that is because he has so much range. Like, I used to see – the one thing I was super impressed when I played against him is the fact that he would come off screens honestly looking to drive because he was six seven. So, he was like, I can just lay you at all times. I'm the tall dude on the court. Almost a tall dude on the court. Um, but to, But if I – so, I'm going to do that the first two times. And then you're gonna think I'm driving for the rest of the game and I'm pulling and I'm getting 30 because I'm gonna just keep shooting. And then when you all right, cool, you know I'm shooting. I'm six, seven. I'm gonna just shoot it over you. Like, and and I've never seen somebody really t- as a especially at that young, I was 18 at the time, and he was 18 as well. I've never seen somebody that looked like that. That was like, yo, like this this kid is 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 really out here running the plays. But getting these buckets that his – no way his coach is designing for him. Like, there's no – like, this kid just knows how to do it. Um, and, like, that, that led me to – I was like, yo, I can shoot too. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to – and I took that chance, that little scrimmage that we had. It wasn't even, like, an official co- college scrimmage. It was, like, some, like, reared league in Ohio that I was in my um, – going into my freshman year. But I just learned to, you know, really – um, lock in on the film like I just I decided from that point on I was like this kid must do something that I don't know because he's out here kicking my butt off of a, off the ball screen I'm usually very good at getting through these but he is he's killing and I just took and I realized I was like alright let me just see who this kid is I googled him his name is Duncan Robinson I watched hella film on him his freshman year then his sophomore year at Michigan I was watching even more film on him because I just wanted to learn how to manipulate these and even at his sophomore year at Michigan he wasn't really playing that much but Um, then then they realized this kid is the best shooter one of the best shooters in the world and you can't sit a shooter that shoots like that you cannot regardless of whether he's a defensive liability or whatever you can't sit him Um, I
0: want to touch on you mentioned right you mentioned defense I don't know if you saw the Draymond interview and they asked him like why isn't defense viewed as sexy and his response basically was People don't know basketball. Of course, he used some expertise within there. But he was like, people don't know basketball. What do you think can be done for, like, the younger players to understand the importance of defense? Because I think it's safe to say we've all been there. We're growing up. It was glorified, and it was made to be seen. Only people that get notoriety, only people that get scholarships are people that get buckets.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not valued – especially growing up, of playing defense. As you mentioned, you're going into freshman year, everybody trying to be Sterling, everybody trying to be Dallas-England, everybody trying to be Brevin Knight. Yep. What do you think could be done, in your opinion, for somebody that actually played defense and understands how valuable it is? What do you think could be done, like, for the younger generation, for them to really understand that?
2: It's hard because the game has changed so much. Um, Like, when we were coming up, we saw dudes like Kobe – AI. Like, AI was one of the greatest point guard defenders of all time. Kobe is one of the greatest two-way players to ever play the game. Um, LeBron James, the dude is was a still is a menace defensively. Um, and we saw guys like that on D. Wade, same thing. We saw guys like that on a consistent basis. We saw a lot more guys really sit there and lock in, and, and they kind of I don't say, I won't say they made it sexy, but they made it more appealing to, you know, to watch a defensive game. But now, man, the pace is so high in basketball, and and the, the types of shots that dudes are searching for um, what different coaches value. Like, for example, there, there was in like saying 2006, for example, every single power forward on every single team was a great defender. Every single one. Now, every single power forward is a shooter. And he probably don't play D and like, and it, that's just how the game evolves. And I feel like what's, the one thing that can be done, though, is I feel like it has to be an emphasis from a from a young age on these these coaches, these um, scouts, even like you got to recognize defense. A lot of kids that are out there busting their butt on, on defense don't get the recognition they deserve. It's just straight up like a lot of kids, the like a scout will take to do the score 20 over to do this that let, made the other guy go over 20 from the field. And a scout will sit here on this. A scout will come on this podcast, sit here, and tell y'all to y'all faces, he's not going to do that. But it's a lie. We see, like it's a lie. We see it happen every day, and these kids know that they ain't stupid. Kids know what's going on, and you know, and they see it. They learn real quick, like we all did. And I mean, the the one thing, yeah, I just think that it has to be emphasized from a young age. Like, and if it's not the one thing that's emphasized right now, man, is shooting. And I think it's there's so much value in shooting. I totally agree because you're not going to make it to the next level if you can't hit a jumper. Um, But at the same time, you have to, have to, have to work on your defense because it's it's the difference between you playing zero minutes and, honestly, you playing 25. Like, my my college coach will tell you right now, I played – so my senior year, I played out of the 40 minutes in a game, I played 37. I played defense. Like, I just played defense. I didn't do any. Like, I would score. I would come out, out of the game. I would have more steals than points. I didn't care. Like, I was like, because the other dude across from me did not score. I made sure that this first team all-conference selection, that averages 24, went zero for 19. And he had four free throws, so he had four points. And he knows that he comes from that game. Next time he sees me, he knows. And he ain't even going to shoot 19 times this time. And I'm not going to have to work as hard. Why? Because he's scared. And a lot of a lot of kids just it, it I think a lot of it is a is a drive. You have to you gotta really want it to be a good defender, man. You really gotta want it. You like um, one that's the one thing I, I always know. Like Draymond wants it more than anyone on the court, And, Like that dude, I saw him the other day. I, I'm watching a lot of Warriors basketball because honestly, I I missed Steph Curry. I bought league pass honestly to watch him this year. Um, I missed watching him play. That dude's so great. Um, as much as I hate on him, that dude is amazing. Um, but. <laughs> But, but, um, Draymond, when, he, when the Warriors were missing him, the one thing they would always do is as soon as another team did a pick and roll, they messed up the transit, they messed up the um, the they messed up the switch, the switch every single time. Like, they the bit, James Wiseman would switch onto the guard when he wasn't supposed to. They would that would force Kelly Oubre to not be the you know, he ain't necessarily the best defender ever to come over and help. Then you're leaving Wiggins on an island with three people. All that was was pass, pass, pass. The other team was shooting 50% from three because they were just getting open threes the whole time. And if they didn't want to shoot saw that, pass,
0: you saw that in the Raptors game. If you watched that last play, Draymond directed that whole thing. No, you switch. You switch here. And I think if you watch it and you break it down, he caught up they play because he was like, nah, Van Lee's going to come this way. So he went yep. the opposite way. He's like, all right, cool. Switch this, switch this, switch this.
2: Now you I got to do a Kobe shot to win, and like, and we all know Siakam is like, and it went in and out. I'll give him credit. He ain't doing that. That's not his you game. Know, you know what? shot.
1: Do you know why that play so funny hey. to me though? Because Draymond <laughs> did all that just, just as a roundabout way of saying Pascal, your ass, you're not about to make this. <laughs> Yo.
2: All the, like, that's how Draymond feels, though, and that's how he should. That's how every guy that's great on defense feels right. about the other person. You Like, no matter how great they are, you have to feel like this dude ain't it. I'm going to go lock him up. Right. And and that's that's how I felt. Like, even I got – like I told you, the be- my best player I ever played against was Marcus Dempsey, this kid from D3, Muskingum University out in Ohio. This kid scored 57 points on my team, 57. He's a guard only guard i've ever seen in d3 to go 50 40 90 all four years of his college career i've never seen anything like it this kid was this kid was ridiculous had bounce, had it all i don't know how people missed him but they missed it. um and so i'll start here we had a tournament he scored 43 in the first game it wasn't against us he scored 43 we had to play in the next game and like the championship was a little tournament and he scored 57 i watched the whole game where he scored 43 the whole game i knew every move he was gonna make I knew every shot he was gonna take. And he gave me 57. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as a great defender, I was playing great defense the whole entire game. Like first half, this kid, I would say he probably went like seven for nineteen from the field. Probably had like and had mad free throws because my help defense was bad. It was fouling and everything, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so he, he had like probably 20 at the half. So I'm like, all right, yo, I'm about to just, and, but it was the hard, he had 19, sh- 19 shots for 20 points is not good. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing a great job defensively. My coaches were even recognizing, they were like, yo, stay on him. Next, uh, next, uh, half goes, I start off, he's over seven. I start locking him. I, I'm really getting in his head. I come out the game. Cause, um, the one thing that he was very good at, man, he was the little Kobe pump fake get into you. He was so good at that. He got me for three fouls, and I had to come out for a little bit. I go out that game. This man rattled off 20 straight points. I've never seen anything like it. Gets to 40. I'm like, wow, he has 40. It's like 10 minutes left in a game. And, like, it's a close game. So, I'm like, yo. So, I got to go in. And like one thing that all defenders know, man, all hoopers know, guarding somebody that's hot like that when they hot is hard. <laughs> like, like they're going to start hitting shots that they should not hit, it's shots that they don't work on. They're going to hit him because they hot. They feeling in the zone, man. And like, I kid you not, this dude did like, the you know, that little James Harden double step back. Mm. I watched unlimited film on this man. I've seen every game of his. He never did that once. He hit me with that. So crazy. Boop, boop. Cash. I'm like, wow. And then it's the next play down the court, I get a steal. I'm laying it. I'm like, all right, cool. We here. We here. We here. I'll never forget this sequence. He goes between, between rises right in my grill. Boom! And one three. I'm like, all right, you're you're one of them boys, clearly, because that and you just gotta recognize, you know, that, that but I was that's great defense. And at the end of the game, you know, he had, we won, um, which was good, but he had 57. Um, at the end of the game, it's just you know, those those dudes that even if he gives you 57, he knows how hard he had to work for that 57. He shot like 48 shots or some ridiculous amount of shots like that. Um, but it was I mean, it's effort, like you can't give up. A lot of dudes would give up when a dude, like a lot of people say, like. If he scores 30 on me, I'm gonna feel this type of way. And if you don't just get if you don't just sit down and play some defense, like because that's the only thing you can do, otherwise, man, you're done. That dude, because if he get in your head, it's over. And that's that's one thing that boy Wardell, Stephen Curry, the third, does better than anyone is he will get in the defender's head and have the defender thinking by the second quarter that I cannot guard this man. And (laughs) and if if you're thinking that as a defender, it's over, but yeah, I mean, back to that, I mean, you, you gotta kids got to appreciate Draymond more they got to you got to appreciate the even like a guy like Siakam like earned his keep the reason he's able to score 25 now is because he came up being a lockup defender and to this day he's a great defender he can guard one through five that's rare like even one dude I, I, I was really high on when he was coming out of college Jason Tatum he didn't have no defensive ability now Brad Stevens is making sure Jason Tatum sits down and guards for four quarters of every game and the Celtics are going to get much better because of it, especially when they get Kemba back. Because now they have a guard that can score, they have two wings that can score, and all both their wings now play defense. So that just makes people better, man. I mean, as we as the game um, evolves and continues to evolve, I feel like it's going to kind of be even harder to emphasize defense, just because you see Luca Doncic. Luca don't play no D. Worst defender I've ever seen in my life. Um, besides Trey Young, Trey Young is probably worse, yeah, but Luca is bad on defense, like. And when I say bad, I mean you're not putting in any effort, bad. Like Luca will have 30 10 and 10 which is beautiful, but his matchups getting 30 every time. There's not a time where his matchups not killing him. Like teams hunt for him on defense. If you want to know, And that's how I always say it, man. Like forget making it sexy. If you want to be do you want to be the guy getting hunted on on defense? No. Nobody wants to be that guy. So, so work on your defense it's it's that simple to me man i didn't want to be the guy that coaches because coaches game plan for that they literally watch the film and they be like yo number 12 he can't he gets lazy every time you hit him with an off-ball screen what are we going to do all game hit number 12 with five off-ball screens of possession have him wanting to quit by the five minutes into the game and it works every time <laughs> like, like these coaches ain't stupid these players ain't stupid and a lot of the thing is you just got a, a lot of defense, and I'll say it, like defense is mostly effort. There's, there's a lot of X's and O's that Draymond knows more than anybody where he can direct and literally call out your plays. That's just because Draymond is – he's on another level IQ-wise. Um, but, I mean, just don't – you don't want to get hunted, man. Nobody likes that feeling. Nobody likes the feeling because the crowd is going to make you feel it even in the, in the bubble now, ain't no crowds. They got that artificial noise going, ooh, like, kill, him, you know, they, they got it going crazy. And I, I never wanted to be the guy getting oohed at. That, that, that was not me, man. I, I refused. And I feel like that's what these kids got to do, man. It's, it's a competitive drive. Defense is, defense is the more competitive part of the game. And if you really are that competitive dog that these kids are saying they are, man, you're going locked lock down on defense. And even if you, a lot of the kids, you know, you may not have this quickness or this speed, but you can learn angles. You can learn the fact that, yo, this, you can learn the other person's tendencies. Yo, he likes to go right. Yo, he likes to go left. He likes to take step back. You can learn those things. You don't have to be fast. Like a lot of the greatest defenders we've ever seen ain't the fastest dudes, um, but they're the smartest. Like Draymond is, a lot of people will say other than his defense, he he ain't in as a hooper. Like, a lot of people will say it. Like, he's not going to give you – there's times where he has scored 30 because teams literally don't care that he scores 30. Um, But other than that, man, it, Draymond is a straight defensive guy, and teams know that, teams scout for that. And Draymond knows he ain't the best scorer. I think Draymond cares. <laughs> like, like, we all know he don't care, man. Draymond is fine scoring five points, five assists, ten boards. Two blocks, two steals. That's Draymond's dream game. If he could average that for his career, he would do it, and he'll go to the Hall of Fame for it. He's going. To, he's a future Hall of Famer for that reason. And I mean, if if I mean, there, it gets no sexier in the Hall of Fame, man. If if you don't like the Hall of Fame and you don't like getting in the Hall of Fame for playing defense, it's, at the end of the day, man. I, I just think that sometimes there's nothing that's going to motivate you because if you don't like, I just I hate it. Get my butt kicked, man. I hate it, and that's what defense is. It's Stop this person from kicking your butt
0: before we transition to the music. Before you you go, Greg, yeah, what you just said, Draymond's mindset for anybody that is confused. This man said in an interview, I'm probably gonna go down as the best screen setter in history. These are the things that Draymond values, just get that in your head. You
2: know what I'm saying? Best screen
0: setter, it's like
2: ridiculous. The things that. I feel like it's, it annoys me because I was never the, like I never averaged 20 or whatever like that. I never did that. But I, you know, it annoys me seeing kids just want to do that because there's so much more to basketball than that. Like Devin Booker is currently my favorite player in the NBA. He learned that and he's winning now because he peeped. Scoring 30 and scoring 70 and 50, it's, it's fire. It's great. I get accolades for it. But if I don't sit here and guard my matchup and do the little things and pass the ball, when people are open, trust my teammates, learn the, the system play within the system. If I don't learn that, man, I'm not going nowhere. And Chris Paul is doing, I think Monty Williams, honestly, I'll give him the most Monty Williams is teaching him that. Um, And Chris Paul bringing them and that's a great pickup. He is teaching him how to be a winner. And that's, you know, and, and you don't win without defense. You never will. Best defensive team wins every single time.
1: They're gonna win fifty games this year.
2: Like exactly like there's, that reason alone. There's I don't I don't know the last championship that we that we can say that the other team the team that won wasn't the better team defensively. Like the Warriors for their entire run played great defense every time.
1: Lakers last year played great defense.
2: Lakers last year played great defense. I think Lakers are going to repeat because they played great yeah, defense. Great, yeah, that's
1: what I was saying. That's what I be saying. Like, it's just they played great D. Like, everyone was on the Nets hype. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Nets fan. Yeah. But <laughs> but everyone was on the Nets bandwagon earlier on in the season. I never thought for a second they would win a championship because they don't play D, they, Well, they don't play defense at all. But the La- but the Lakers play great D. And that's why they're going to repeat. But moral of the story to everything we've talked about so far for any young hooper listening, um, pick a pick a lane, pick a refine a skill, refine something. Be good at a specific. Be great at one thing on the court. Because yeah. that whole thing where you're going down here, rough shot, just taking any type of shot you want. You think, oh, I'm in a the bucket. There's no such thing. Like it doesn't exist. Like you got to be great at something first, and then you can expand. But be yeah. great at one thing. That's the best advice I ever got. I remember when I was growing up, my dad asked me one time in the car on the way to the gym what is your game? Like, what are you great at? I couldn't answer him. That bothered me. So I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm not great at any one thing on the court. I'm going to just be a playmaker and a pest. Like, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to get in the middle of the tee, the defense, put up these damn floaters and find shooters and figure it out from there. And so it's just, it's about finding a lane, like find yeah. your niche as a basketball player and you'll be, and like, you'll, you'll, it'll work out.
2: Yeah. And in, in the league right now, man, like the biggest testament to that in my opinion is Alex Caruso, man. Like, the yep. Dude realized that like nobody on the Lakers puts in more dirty work than Alex Caruso, Yep. and he realized his impact's not going to be in the stat book. He realized that LeBron James, the greatest basketball player of all time in my opinion, is going to need him and needs him. Mm-hmm. And LeBron doesn't need him to score 20. LeBron can score 60. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron. James- hey, you know, uh. Now you
1: know it's funny. Last year. Were, there were rumors? Well, I wasn't even rumors. It was on Twitter and just amongst basketball fans, there was like a, a debate going around about who's better between Lou Williams and Alice Caruso. Mm-hmm. And you know who's better than you know who's better? Alice Caruso. Yeah, and man. it's it, it's crazy because people associate the bucket, the bucket getter with being the guy who's really better at basketball, but it's the guy who can do more on the court for your team that makes you a better player. And it's 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 yeah. just once that clicks for you. Yo, it's, the games will get easier, I promise, because there's so many things you can do on the court to help your team win. It's wild. We saw, now,
0: we saw it last saw, year in the playoffs. They literally, it was two people on the Clippers that they attacked, and one of them is on the Lakers now. Shout out to Montrez, but I think in that Lakers organization, he's going to do better. But they targeted Trez and Lou on defense. They wanted sense. that matchup. Like Nile just said, they watch the film. We want them. Let's get Lou Wilton switch. Let's put Trez in the pick and roll. And y'all go have fun.
2: And they had fun. It gets no more embarrassing than the Nuggets literally coming down the court, four straight possessions, saying, Jokic, post up. That's it. Trez is on you. Post up. Go kill him. Everybody get out the way. Y'all can go off. Y'all can leave the court. Jokic is going to score. And all Jokic did, two dribbles right to the paint. And then he does what he does. He's one of the best finishers in the league, best big man in the league to me. Um, And he's finally starting to play defense now that they're losing. The dude's but um but yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it's all about it's all about doing what you can to win, man. I mean, a lot of people don't understand like the, the key no matter what is to win. Like no matter yes. you can score sixty, no one cares. You lost. God. Devin Booker will tell you, I score seventy, it was cool, I lost. <laughs> like but it was dope score seventy in my second year in the league. That was fun, you know, but I, I lost by twenty. Like <laughs> so it don't matter in the grand scheme of things and he was home in early may Have fun brother you you watching everybody else play in june um and that's not a fun thing and that's why d-book what are they second in the nba right now 7 and 3 the lakers are 8 and 3 so yeah like the, and the suns are going to continue to be great this year cuz people are committing to winning not committing to the stat book or committing to looking good or all this other bs than most hoopers are committed to right now man like this instagram and this social media stuff got these hoopers valuing the wrong things like Nobody cares what shoes you have on if you're on the bench. Promise you that. Like, no one cares what you oh, you got a nice headband. That's dope. So does, so did LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? But like so did all these other hoopers that came before you. Everybody bought a headband, brother. Like, that ain't hard. Go to the, no, go online on Amazon.com, buy you a five ninety nine headband. It don't take it take no longer than two seconds. Stop trying to, you know, look the part and be the part. Yep.
1: Three, well, three got There piece. go the
2: title right there.
1: There go the title right there, Greg. Hey, well, there you go. I think that is it. Two two pieces of advice for young Hooper Sick from this, this, this segment. Pick a skill or find that skill. Find one good thing you're really, really good at and be great at it. Or find that. Um and then secondly, AAU is like basketball LinkedIn. Play AAU Perfect. and find the find the right AAU team for you. And don't get caught up in, you know, we didn't get we didn't get here, but don't get caught up in name and and who's who's sponsoring it. I got it's Nike, it's I don't give a damn. Go play basketball.
2: That's yo, it. Man. That's yo, Greg, you just said it, man. A lot of people do what's best for you, man. A lot of kids just doing it because their friends are doing it, and their friends are way better than them. And
0: just, <laughs> <laughs> like, You're not
2: your friend. You're not him. <laughs> oh stop, like, stop. stop. Don't go to the same school as your friend who's the same position as you and way better than you, way faster, stronger, better shooter. Don't follow him. He's following his own path, which is why he's that great now. Like, stop. Stop following these. (laughs) Stop following your friends. Forget Instagram because it don't mean nothing. The reason Mikey Williams got a million followers is because Mikey puts in a million hours.
1: It's a fact. I, I, I don't I don't care how many mixes you got on the gram. I don't care if Looseland came to record you. Now now it's the yo, it's not the headband, it's not the accessories, bro. Now it's about who got mixes on the gram. The mixes, mixes who, the mixes who got
2: recorded in a backyard.
1: Yes, the mixes, bro. The mixes is what people are going for nowadays, bro.
2: I didn't yo. see it. and, and Hooper's no man. I watch a mix for two seconds to know you booty. <laughs> uh, I don't have to watch it for longer than that. I see, yep. I see your footwork off one time, and I'm like, he's – get him well, out of uh, here, please.
1: Yep, yep. You watch him in real life. You watch him in a real game. It's like, yo, you, it, that mix was Young. just – all of it was 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 cat. All of it. it Nothing was, it was real. It,
2: that I, whole mix.
1: The only reason why – and I know we're getting on a tangent, but the only reason why I dropped that mix on my page, Child Players Bowl, he, he does great That's work. Fine. yeah. That makes The only reason why I did it is because the kids on Unity Legend was disrespecting. And I had to show him. I was like, yo, listen, if I get on the court with and you, I know. it's not going to be sweet, bro. I put a lot of pain in this. Sh- I put a lot of pain <laughs> in this like, oh, You don't, You don't know, bro. You don't know it, me, it'll it'll get crazy. Y'all are kids. It's going to get crazy. So in all seriousness, like, it, it's too much. It's too much of a part of the game. And I see too many kids now that I'm with Unity as much trying to stray away from what they do great. Like, yo, you are a shooter. Like, shoot the pill and play D. That's it. You yeah. feel me? Like, there's no reason. You don't have to be a sh- you're not Steph Curry. You're not, you're never gonna be that. Shoot the ball, you know? Like, yeah. no, no, bro. We can do this all day.
0: Well, you know the vibes. This will be on all streaming platforms. Check it out. Link, subscribe, post it, share it, all of those good things. You already know. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. The fact. Bench mob, we out, peace. Peace. Peace